What's up, Nuggets Nation? We back. We back for more on the 24K podcast. I'm Katie Wingie, joined by my co-host, Chris Dempsey. And we're not just back for the podcast. We are back in Denver, back from training camp with the Nuggets, spending some time out in San Diego, in L.A., the first two preseason games in the books. Demps, what'd you think? A lot of things, actually. Um, I think starting offensively, Listen, this this team I, I I thought might be a top three offensive team in the NBA, and I don't think I saw anything that would change my mind about that. And as a matter of fact, I think I'm a, a lot more solid in my conviction that it will be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because, uh, you know, you can completely see that uh, the carryover from last year to this year, right? So the the foundation of movement and spacing and shooting. You know, even when they didn't shoot the ball well in the first half of the second game against the Lakers, then they shot it great in the second half. And the, and, the, and, I, and I just think that's just what this team is going to be offensively. So that's fine. Uh, defensively. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's just, <laughs> let's move on. There it is. Foregone conclusion. <laughs> uh, I think defensively they continue to be a, a work in progress. Obviously, the coach really did like the fact that they were able to run three-point shooters uh, off the line to a higher degree. Uh, through the first couple of preseason games, and so and we'll just see if that you know that that's something that has to be a habit. Multiple efforts have to be a habit, and so we'll just see if they you know how they can uh, kind of continue to progress uh, in that area. And then there were a number of players who individually had great camps, and then I think followed them up with two uh, really good preseason games. Would you like to elaborate on those on those players? <laughs> one of those players is one of our guests. Is our guest today? Uh, yes, Mason Plumley. I think is one of those guys. Um, and I'll just get to him in a second. But um, you know, Wancho had a really nice start. Um, I think Malik. I'm going to go kind of back to front here. Malik Beasley. Uh, from a shooting aspect, really did shoot it well. I think he had exactly one bad shooting day in practice, and ever since, you know, outside of that, he's he's really uh, shot the ball really well. Jamal's ready, check mark. Um, Gary Harris ready, check mark. Where I think we mentioned that a week ago uh, on the podcast as well. So uh, just a number of guys, Joker ready. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just these yeah. these are these are kind of self-explanatory, but um, I, I've been very impressed with uh, just everybody's work. You could tell that they worked in the summer and they brought that to the court and, and, and they look great. And um, so we'll see, uh, you know, what they can do as the, the preseason, the preseason progresses. Yeah. And that's a good time to mention Mason Plumley will be joining us on the 24K podcast here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um, but I talked with him at training camp and I asked him, like, are you surprised that everybody came in as ready as they are? Because that's not always the case. And he kind of looked at me and, like, laughed it off and was like, actually, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been on quite a few NBA teams, and it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. So it's nice to see that the Nuggets did come in not only ready, but, like, they took steps in the offseason yeah, to, to get ready. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. The the um, From individually to collectively, right? So going to Atlanta and – and working out with Paul Millsap at his gym and, um, you know, uh, showing up super early as a, you know, into in Denver and, and having all those open gym sessions. 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously backwards, working backwards to, you know, weight room workout individually and working out with their people, whoever they may be uh, individually. And then some of the Nugget staff obviously fanning out over the, over the nation and meeting some of these guys at where they live or they're, where they're hanging out and, and working out with them for a week or two just to make sure that there's that continuity from what they were doing last season to what they want them to do during the summer to how that translates uh, into their general shape coming in to the regular season. So just a lot of um, really uh, work-minded players on this basketball team, and I think it's shown up. Yeah, dedication. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell they're hungry, mm -hmm. that they are ready, ready for for more here in the Mile High City. But I do want to touch on two points um, that you mentioned, the offense in particular, and Michael Malone has talked about this um, in response to the first two preseason games. But the Nuggets are averaging about 23 turnovers in those first two games, right. and they're still scoring, you know, 113 124 points yeah. so imagine with those extra possessions they take a little bit better care of the basketball how good can this offense be right i mean i mean that's you're right and i mean i think they're averaging what did they do 124 in the first game and i mean so they're right around 118 119 something like that and no gary harris right right and no one of them. jamal murray in yeah. the second game yeah exactly so i mean the system works. <laughs> Check ready. <laughs> Check ready. <laughs> but, but you're right. You know, and, and turnovers was something that kind of plagued this team last year too. So I think, especially early. Right. Right. So you know, it's it, sometimes there are things in the preseason that happen that you can just kind of shrug off and go, whatever is the preseason. And usually turnovers kind of actually is one of them because usually teams come out sloppy. I mean, that just kind of is what it is. Mm -hmm. However, when you have a, uh, a history of turning the ball over a little too much, I, I think when you see it in the preseason, uh, it, 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 you, it opens your eyes in a way, especially early on, that maybe you know, you'll, it, it wouldn't have in, in, in a different situation. And so the Nuggets will keep an eye on those things and, and work hard to – uh, to get them sorted out, I haven't gone back and watched all the turnovers. I usually kind of do that just to see what kind of turnovers mm -hmm. that are happening. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, here's what I'll say: this these aren't forced errors, so I agree. So they're going to be all be fixable right yeah. now. You know, so it's not like they're getting pressed and all of a sudden it's you know it's turnover city from that situation. So um, whatever is happening right now, it's it's going to be fixable. So it's just going to be up to them to, to get it sorted out. Yeah, the number is scary. But mm -hmm. when you look at and think about where do those mistakes come from, where do those turnovers come from, it's, I mean, not passing it to the ball in the right, in the right place to right. your player when he's cutting towards the basket, being too early or too late or whatever that situation might be. And I think that, to me, leaves it less worrisome mm -hmm. like okay they're gonna figure it out they're gonna get on the same page they're still trying to execute some things um again like two preseason games in the books yeah, like exactly. let's not get carried away here um but switching to the other side of the basketball now defensively uh you mentioned the three-point defense looking a little bit more improved and that's something that both you and i saw in training camp they're making a conscious effort to make sure that that is different yeah. this time around um it looked better in the first two games but for me I am anxious to see it against a team that is not the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Who might maybe be a little bit more of a three-point threat and sure. to see how that kind of balances out, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and, and a team that um, really generates, you know, shots along that three-point line yes. at a very high level. And so, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Uh, see, the, the Clippers in Chicago are all on the preseason schedule. I don't know that the Nuggets will see a team like that in the preseason. 
So they're going to have to just really hope that they're, uh, the work that they've done is going to be good enough because, you know, especially in this NBA where every team is spreading you out and every team wants 300 passes and, and every team wants, okay, so, yeah. you know, that's – the Lakers were interesting because there was a ton of action on the perimeter. I think there's a, a lot of interesting pick-and-roll situations to have to communicate your way out of. And then it was – a whole lot of pressure on your transition defense. And defense. speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so, so fast. Yeah. So, I mean, from just a standpoint of, hey, we got to get our transition defense shored up. They're not going to see many teams like the Lakers. Like, the Lakers are blowing it up the court, unlike most teams. But that's a great way to, to, to get your transition, transition defense tested out. So, But you're right in terms of three-point percentage. Okay, so that's a step. Okay, what happens against Golden State? What happens against Philadelphia? What yeah. happens against these teams uh, that – really test you out for, you know, 20 seconds out of a shot clock and force you to be um, very disciplined mm-hmm. and, 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 and um, energetic in, in your multiple efforts. Yeah, so, yeah in the closeouts for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and those, you know, second man rotations down low, the weak side coming around. Um, but again, that's a point of emphasis for them. So I guess before we get into our, our conversation with Mason Plumley, I do just want to ask you, Demps, um, what are maybe your top three areas not of concern necessarily, but where you want to see the Nuggets take that next step before the regular season starts. Well, you know, I think – I just think we have to start with turnovers, you know, just because you just don't want to give away possessions. Um, so we'll just start there. And then I would say uh, defensively, I, you know, continuing to see uh, how those rotations work in mm-hmm. terms of, okay, so now your man got beat. Okay, who comes – over can you close the lane off the multiple efforts yeah right yeah you know i I, so just i want to continue to see them kind of progress uh in that area um and i think for me those are the really the top two Mm -hmm. uh and then after that i mean it's just you know can they get rotations bench rotations sorted out yeah who's going to be doing getting the most production and all that kind of stuff um uh, can some of the bench players get con- continuity with some of the starters because that's how the rotations yeah. are going to work. It's just not going to be like five five guys off the bench, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the game. So five in, five uh, out, seven. <laughs> right, that, that, that's not <laughs> happening. So, um, you know, can some of those guys, Tory, Trey, get in and 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 get that continuity with some of the starters as well? Yeah, I agree with both of those points for sure. Um, my two, I guess. Uh, if I'm picking two different ones, (laughs) Um, would be consistency from some of those bench guys in particular. Uh, Can they produce, I'm not asking them to do crazy things or huge numbers, but can they produce in a way that um, is just solid Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis in these next couple preseason games? And then the second one is, can we please stay healthy? Like, (laughs) let's get the guys, like Gary Harris, let's get that shape and, like, figured out, and let's make sure that nothing else happens because I think this Nuggets team is going to be really good. Yeah. 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 And it needs its, but it needs its parts. It yes. It does. Exactly. Know? So yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, they've knock on wood this it's they're, they're, they're surviving. So yeah. far. <laughs> well, speaking of health, Mason Plumley is healthy heading into this season. And we had a chance to sit down with him for a couple of minutes to get to know him, not only as a player on this Nuggets team, but as a person and what he does off the court, check it out. <laughs> All right. Our inaugural guest, player guest on the 24K podcast, Mason Plumley. 
Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. You are an experienced podcaster, as we were just discussing. Yes. You've been on road tripping a couple times. Yep. Um, I went from guest to host very quickly. Um, <laughs> Richard, nobody wanted to hang out with Richard, so. Or you just exceeded <laughs> expectations as a guest. I think it was the first. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the two. I love it. I love it. So we're just back from training camp. Let's just hit hit him with the initial thoughts. Training camp was great. I, I like that we went to San Diego. Um, I thought we had a really good camp. You know, I think training camp is everybody's going to come out and play hard for the first week of the season. That's that's um, anybody will sit here and tell you we played hard. But I think there was a lot of good conversation amongst the players. Um, I thought our team meetings were really good. And what's said in those meetings can set the tone for the season. And then if it's backed up on the court, it's it's even better. And I, I was really happy with, um, you know, different guys. I thought Will Barton was as vocal as he's ever been since I played with him. Um, and he's he's really taken a leadership role. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been by committee, too. Like, everybody's um, stepping up and, and uh, you know, saying what needs to be said. And uh, that's my biggest takeaway from San Diego. I think, I think you know, this is listening to that. It's Well, it's clear you know what winning looks like, and not just on the court, but just how that operates behind the scenes as well. And it sounds like you're starting to see some of those things here with this basketball team. For sure. And and the thing is, like, you know, so much emphasis is put on the playoffs, and obviously we wanted to make it last year, but I even had to remind myself, like, we were a winning team last year. You know, we missed the playoffs, but um, by the end of the year, we were a winning team. We have winning habits, and, and our approach to the game was great um, by the end of the season. So I think that's something that's going to carry forward to the, to the start of this season. You're a part of those winning habits, and I just I, I just thought your first two preseason games were awesome, and I just wonder. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Uh, but I just wonder how how much is health? Just you yeah. just do you just feel more free to be able to do what you want? Yeah, it, it's big. Um, I credit our our sports science group and Dan and um, uh, Steve and those guys because uh, I had that surgery early in the off season and and the rehab went really well, and I just feel healthy. Yeah. So. Um, Sometimes, you know, when you have a an injury, you, you don't know how much it really uh, holds you back because it can be gradual or, you know, you get shots to numb the pain. But once you're healthy, you know it. And um, I feel really good, and I'm looking forward to starting the season healthy. And you spent a lot of time this summer obviously rehabbing that, but working out. I saw on your, your website you worked yeah. out in New York, and I know all of you guys went to Atlanta. Just kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, it was um, – you know, for the off season, I like to get away. I think a lot of guys do just because you you spend so much time on site during the season. But uh, I had a really good off season. I was in the gym a lot. Um, had a good group to work out with in New York, and then I spent time in the weight room too. So um, I was really happy with with the off season. And Atlanta was a great trip. Um, a lot of teams are doing that now, where they'll get together for a week in the off season. But um, you know, that was it was good for us to get together and play pickup and and just reconnect. Yeah, what was that like? It was good. Um, you know, I had never gone to Atlanta to do it before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most, most teams are in, uh, you know, my rookie year, we were in Malibu. But, you know, Atlanta's <laughs> like, Comparable, but, um, obviously. I'll tell you what, though. Paul Millsap has an incredible facility down there. And uh, if you're talking about my blog, I even commented on it. It's one of the nicer practice facilities in basketball. Like, <laughs> like, like hot tub, cold tub underwater treadmill like it's it's legit it's so he's it, investing you know having having it down there in atlanta was um was awesome didn't feel that in malibu 
Yeah, right. it didn't feel like typical <laughs> or, Atlanta, or yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had three full courts. So. Hint, hint, yeah. <laughs> um, what is your, how do you, over the years, tailor your summer workout routine? Who is your guys? Who is your, who is your group? Yeah. You know, how, yeah, how does that kind of evolve over time? Well, I, I like to be in, in the gym with other people. Um, so, you know, I worked out at the Players Union gym all summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older brother is there with me. Couple overseas guys, uh, Shav Randolph, Smarto Samuels, um, Josh Owens. We, had, you know, guys come in and out. Bo Bomb was in there for a week or so because he was filming John Wick. Um, so I like being in a gym where you never know who's going to come through, but it's a it's a group setting. So um, we had a lot of NBA players come in too, but um, my at this point just playing. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> you you can overthink things and. At the end of the day, like we're, we're players, so I, I would prefer to go play ones, twos, threes. Um, you know, to be fair, I don't start playing full court until ju- late July, August oh, okay. at this point. Um, but, you know, the conditioning comes with that playing. Are you in John Wick? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, I'm not in it. <laughs> Almost got the exclusive there. Great movie, though. I mean, it is like, I don't know why it's a great movie, but... It, it's fun to watch. Have you guys seen those? I have, yeah. Yeah, they're good. A lot of kill shots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more kind of Nuggets basketball-related question, I guess, before we kind of transition off the court stuff. Yeah. But what's going to be different about this team this year? What's going to be different? Um, man, you know, I, I would like to think that we aren't out to, to do anything drastically different, rather build on – what's there and what's good about ourselves. Um, maybe the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, I'll say from my first year here to last year, there was progress. Granted, we weren't a top 10 defense in the league, but um, we can build on some of the improvement that we made. And, uh, you know, consistency, I would say, it, if I could say one thing would be different, um, consistency in our um, approach and our effort. Um, you know, there were games last year that I think came back to bite us, whether it be the Clippers where we're up, you know, big in the third, or whether it's Memphis who's just lost however many games in a row. Those um, understanding the schedule and knowing which games are, are absolutes. Like, we're, we're coming into this game, we're not losing this game, no matter what we have to do. Sure. Um, so I, I think that would be a, a difference. And even just talking to some of the guys, Dems, I know that you felt this too, but it's not a young team per se anymore. Like right. there's a lot more experience and guys are coming in with a different level of confidence. It yeah. seems like. I agree with you. Um, it's, you know, young in age, but not an experience. And it, this is an experienced league. So once you've played, you know, once you've started a hundred games, you're, you're no longer young. <laughs> so, you know, no, and I don't think we have guys making young mistakes. Um, you know, Jamal, Gary, these guys, they, they know how to play the game. Joker. And, and we're going to be, we're an experienced team. Moving on. <laughs> uh, one of the things you, outside of basketball, you do a lot of stuff in the summer. And I think one of the things that stood out to me was um, Dubai. Yeah. And, and the basketball, just, can you just, just walk us through every, what, what you did there? Why Dubai? Hi, yeah, yeah. Why Dubai? Yeah. Why Dubai? <laughs> um, so we went. It's actually Coach K's fault that I do a camp. <laughs> My junior year, we did an international tour. Every four years, your college team can do an international 
international tour, and we did. Uh, we went to Shanghai, Beijing, Kunshan, and on the way back, we stopped in Dubai. We had a game there, but Coach was so ready to get home, he cut the trip short. So like, as soon as we played the game, we like flew out. We were there for like a day and a half, and it was like I you couldn't take it all in. Yeah, it was. Um, it's an incredible city. Um, it's a man-made city in the middle of the desert, but it's just everything there is just above and beyond. So I was like, well, I have to go back. Yeah. Um, coach cut the trip short. I'm going back. So, <laughs> and I'm going to um, go for an extended yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to learn all the city has to offer. <laughs> yeah. So this, um, you know, the, well, the other thing we realized from the game, we played the, the United Arab Emirates national team, and they would have been like a bad high school team in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they need basketball desperately or some teaching. Sure. And so, you know, just, you know, I'll try. I'm up for trying stuff. So I got my buddies together, and two years ago, we put on the first camp down there. And it was really well received. We had good turnout. Um, and then they asked us to come back and do it again. So wow. we went back this summer. Um, and actually, I, I have another article coming out on my website, but the NBA is going to play a game there, I think, uh, summer or preseason next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're building an arena. You'll see some pictures from the new arena being built down there. But um, you know, the Middle East, they, they're, uh, they're putting a big emphasis on sport. Yeah. And, um, I think basketball will be a game that, that they'll grab hold of. Do you, I mean, who do you, who, who do you contact immediately to say, Hey, I know you guys want basketball down here. Yeah, <laughs> was, that's a great question because I gave, I gave the challenge to like three different people. I'm like, Hey, I want to do a camp in Dubai. Nobody could do it. Right. Man. So I have a friend in Philadelphia, Doug Young, and Doug is, he used to work at the league. He, he's done some stuff with Kobe. Um, he's just one of those people that just knows how to get stuff done. Yeah. And I gave him like three months notice. I'm like, he's like, is there anything? You know, <laughs> Make and, this happen. And, and Doug, <laughs> Doug's great. He runs my website. He just, he's just, a, does it all. And I was like, I want to do a camp in Dubai. And, and in my head, I'm like, he's not going to be able to do it because everybody else has not been able to pull it off. Sure enough, you know, we had two flights on Emirates Airlines going down and huh. and we did it. And it's um it's really fun. But they have, you know, they have basketball academies down there. One thing that I didn't even know after the first year, the the citizens can't play with the expat kids. Mm-hmm. So we had our whole group was like kids from other countries that had moved there. Um, you have to be born there to have citizenship. Right. But then they just the way I understand it and it was explained to me this past summer is they're now lifting that rule. And the the um, the citizens will be allowed to play with the expat kids. So next oh, summer good. we'll be able to bring a bigger group. Yeah, yeah, everybody together. So it'll be fun. That's unbelievable. Do you have any like memories or moments that stand out that could maybe paint a picture for us of what that's like? Yeah, I mean, the they're such big. The, obviously, the kids that come are huge NBA fans, and they just know everything. They'll ask about every player. They know their statistics. <laughs> they're the it's a sh- it wouldn't matter what NBA player went over there. They're so right. thrilled to see, you know, a, a, an NBA player. It, it's super fun. And, um, you know, they, they have a good time. I don't think that there's a lot, you know, soccer's big, but there's not offer- a lot offered in the way of sport there. So it's fun for the kids. That's awesome. Where else did your summer take you? Um, after that, I went to Israel. And uh, I learned that it's hard to get from Dubai to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> it was just not a direct flight yeah. straight to Israel. <laughs> yeah, my international politics went up. Before that. <laughs> I scheduled that. But anyway, yeah, so we landed and we went through Turkey. 
I lost my luggage because I didn't get the visa to get off and recheck my bags. Oh. So I got to Israel, did it four or five days there out of a backpack. But that's the best way to travel, right? Like everything goes wrong, just keep going. Yeah, power through. Get the bags back at JFK. <laughs> did you get the bag? You got the yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do in Israel? Um, so I went and looked at a couple medical um, technology companies. Um, it's something I've been doing with some some partners in New York. And, um, I don't know. For people that don't know, Israel is considered startup nation. So they have more startups there than anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, besides the U.S., they have more companies um, listed on the NASDAQ than anywhere else in the world. Um, it's a great place for innovation, for disruption, for, um, you know, people trying to change the world. So you, you have to go there to see the latest and greatest, and that's why we went. What are you most interested in? I mean, uh, just in that space. Um to me, so I've done, I've invested in early stage companies since I've been in the league, but okay. in the medical space is just the impact, yeah. um, seeing how it can, you know, affect lives, um, you know, the, the answers to, you know, different diseases or to different um, handicaps or whatever. It, it is really, it feels like more than just the money because, vent, you know, venture capital, it's a money game, right? but it becomes bigger than the money. And, and to me, that's exciting. It's exciting. That's, you're a very interesting person. The way that you invest your money and the things that you put your time in off the court. Why? Um, I think just curiosity. Um, I've just always been, like, I've been curious. And, you know, I have a, a group of friends who are into different, not all my friends are basketball players. So I think by way of that, I found myself in some different rooms or in some different um, circles where I'm, you know, I'm just cool. your conversations are different. I'm completely yeah. <laughs> comfortable with that, and sure. I actually enjoy that because, you know, who who gets to learn more than the, the dumbest guy in the room? So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> to me, it's 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 been really fun. Um, matter of fact, we, I don't know if you guys know, but Coach has been having us do these player presentations. Yeah, and you you should find a lot of these guys have a lot of stuff that they're interested in, and we're just, Malik just gave a presentation today, but um, I did mine on you know that trip to Israel and some of the stuff I saw, but. Um, I think whether guys want to talk about it or not, I used to not talk about it because, you know, like when I play with Dame Lillard, Dame's a rapper. Right. But if he was rapping, people would be like, why aren't you working on your game? Right. It's like, right. Sure. Yeah, there are only right. so many hours in the day. <laughs> I'm going to give you everything I have in the gym. And then, you know, there, there's stuff, there's productive things to do after that. So um, I was hesitant to, you know, speak about it in interviews or whatever, but. Um, we all have stuff that we enjoy doing. You know, LeBron's doing movies. Um, you know, Iguodala's doing investing. There, there are a lot of um, people with interests off the court, and um, you know, I think that should be embraced. I think the most one of the most interesting things here, and I think developments in the last couple of years, has been this. Uh, you know, listen, we're athletes, but we're people. Right? More than and, an athlete. Yeah, and we want to. You know, there are things that we're interested in. There are causes that we want to contribute to, and putting voice to that yeah. you know and, and it's um I, I think that's been great uh, yeah. and and certainly uh, I, i've always wanted to know more about you yes. and kind of what makes you tick and so that's why well, it's that's really that's kind of the way with all the athletes right, like for right. so many of us all we see is you guys in uniform and we know that you dominate the basketball world but there's there's more to so many of you than just what you do on the court. No doubt. And and that's why I spoke to these player presentations because we're finding out stuff. Like I played with you for two years, but I didn't know, 
you know, your grandfather was a lead actor in Hollywood, or right. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's a cool way to connect um, and, and understand what, you know, people have, have stuff going on. And it's exciting. How did that idea, the player presentations, kind of come to fruition? So there was an ESPN article. Philly did it last year. And okay. the article's great. It talked about, like, TJ McConnell presented on his <laughs> love of coffee. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Sarge talked about the war that he grew up in. Um, you know, I had a teammate in Brooklyn um, who grew up in a war. And it just gives you, like, a different perspective. Like, you know, basketball. Sometimes, like, us in America is like, basketball is the end all. And he's like... I'm just happy to be like, like mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> perspective, like, wow, like, man. Yeah, that's a perspective I'll never have. But um, that was Mirza Toledovich. But it, it is cool to see um, or to understand different people's backgrounds and, and what they're into. You know what else is kind of cool to understand? Your hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> on your website. Yeah, and I yeah. I do want to talk to you a little bit more about your website and just the authenticity yeah. behind it what made you want to have like the blog posts and, yeah. mm-hmm. and have a website basically that is a door to who you are and yeah. in your life off the court? Well, I thought, you know, I, there's always been a push and the NBA is great. Our, our athletes sure. are the best at social media, yeah. but to me, it never felt na- social media didn't feel natural to me. Um, I felt like I was forced and like, oh, here's a picture of this, or I had to mm-hmm. show, you know, something to me, it's a little more thoughtful. Um, I can talk about things I want to talk about, and also, I like that I don't have to hear the feedback. Everybody can talk about it amongst themselves, but there's no comment section. If you don't like it, don't read it. And <laughs> Is that why the hot takes are on there? <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I can't even remember what all. I know I said. It's okay. Well, I wrote a couple of them down. They're here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's just, to me, it's a different It's a different delivery to connect with the fans. And, and I was, um, you know, I was a little slow on it at first, but now I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Okay, well, we're going to spotlight a couple of them. Um, Your first one, Nuggets will make the 2019 playoffs and finish with home court advantage. I believe that. You do? I believe that. Why? Um, I believe in our team. Um, I believe in, you know, our staff. I believe in us taking a jump this year. And to me, that's that's a jump that, that we're capable of. Yeah, and I mean, even just with the home court advantage, the West obviously got tougher. Yeah. And it's it's a... It's hard enough just to make the playoffs, right, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. So you're confident in yeah, absolutely. making it without a doubt, without a question, I guess. Yeah. I love that. love that hot take. Uh, two all-stars. Yeah, if you're in the top, you know, the way the way they choose the all-stars, if you're in the top half of your conference, you should have two all-stars. So, um, you know, we have a lot of candidates. I, I was going to say, who are you thinking? Who comes to mind? I don't care who it is. <laughs> you know, for us to get the recognition and respect of being in, you know, at the all-star break, we should be up there and we should have guys considered for the game. That's interesting that that was kind of your thought process with it because I instantly was like, oh, he has two guys in mind that he that he thinks are going to have breakout no, seasons or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, just, just two oh, guys. Yeah, yeah the, NBA, the NBA is interesting like that. It's, you know, uh, on one hand, it's, are you putting up stats or whatever, you know, to right, being right. impressive. But on the other hand, it's, is that equaling wins? Right. And, you know, it's just as a, it's a very, it shouldn't be as complex as it is, I know. but it turns out to be complex for those kind of things. I like that hot take. All right. Kanye leads the race for the democratic nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need some excla- explanation here. I'm a big Kanye. <laughs> I've always been, I know people are, 
think he's crazy. I think he's crazy, but I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I mean, everybody's a little bit crazy, right? You got to be crazy to, to change the world. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it. I, I don't. I don't have much to say. <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who else is? I don't. You know what? I'm gonna stay away from politics. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. On. But I'm gonna not speak on it. But I don't see a clear cut nominee. Yeah. So Kanye so, is yeah. like in that space. Like, yeah, <laughs> if on. nothing else, this is what you can get from the Mason Plumley website. Yeah. Our takes like this, where Kanye could, you know, be running for president at some point. So shameless plug for you, I guess. Yeah. In in one way, shape, or another. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, speaking of which, who's on, who's on your iPad? Are you on your i uh, on your who's it? Who's on your playlist? Who's your playlist? Yeah, who are you listening to? Oh, man. Um, you know, my, my go-tos are Matt Kearney, Need to Breathe, um, Sean McDonald. Uh, I mean, I could list. We saw Red Hot Chili Peppers was at the game the other night. <laughs> nice. They left before the end of the game. I, I, I really wanted to meet him. Um, but, you know, I listened to a little bit of everything. Obviously, Kanye. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty open to different music. I really different, yeah. I want to talk about, too, we had you guys fill out forms on Media Day to apply for a job in the NBA. Do you remember doing this? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't have the sheet with me right now. But I remember that you not only circled forward center, but you circled point guard. Oh, for different jobs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, for like, jobs like you were applying for. <laughs> I, like, I like to make decisions. <laughs> and another thing on that sheet, you know, just like people that is that have influenced you in your mm-hmm. career, special skills that you have. Yeah. Just, like... Hit the listeners with a couple of these things that make you qualified. Peep, uh, <laughs> wait for for the job of for player? the job of. I thought I said NBA. I wanted to be GM. <laughs> that was the write-in. <laughs> oh, that was the write-in. Oh, okay. um, no, you know, I just I've always loved the game. Um, you know, I, I've been I've I've always been uh, you know observant of of everybody around me. So you know, I've liked different moves. Like I love the moves Tim made this off season. Um, from a point guard perspective, I just like that they get to hold on to the ball, <laughs> <laughs> delay action, yeah, and, and Mason at the top, yeah, just holding on to the ball, right. waiting to make, make a decision, yeah, for sure. One more thing too, you got your first reverse dunk of the season. Yeah. I know you've been asked about this before, yeah. but and that one shot that you had that was falling out of bounds backwards, <laughs> yeah. threw it up and in. You looked at the bench and you were like, "Wait, did that go in?" Like smiling, <laughs> like you didn't even know. But yeah. you're so comfortable around the basket. Yeah. Like why? How are you so efficient when your eyes are away from what's? Well, I, I think the thing that's lost because I do it often is. It's much like a reverse layup where you use the rim to protect the shot. Okay. Yeah, I have had it blocked before, but it's it's only been like twice in six years, right? So it does – I know people are like, oh, he's just reverse dunking. Well, yeah, but it's hard for a shot blocker to go through the rim. Um, so <laughs> That is difficult. Yeah, it's just like a reverse layup, but just dunking it. So – um, there's reason. I was going to say there's reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's out here showboating. It's just – but it's hard to like – understand that statistically you're so good when you're not even looking at the basket. Yeah. yeah. But like most of the time I'm dunking. I know. Dunking is different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, we definitely appreciate you uh, being here with us. Thanks for having me. Giving us a window into your world. Um, yeah. I have one more thing. Do you have okay. a, the craziest NBA story? Oh, oh yeah. That's all yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to yeah. close with that. I want to yeah, close yeah, because yeah. you've been but, in the league there, for there a while levels. now. There are the levels. Okay. Okay. I know. I know. PG rated. Well, 
we're talking like PG-13 as PG we can get to that level. But I know that you were really close with KG too. Yeah. So maybe we hone mm-hmm. in on something with Kevin Garnett here and, and a memory that you have. Yeah. I'm trying him. to think of something that I haven't told to another. Uh, oh, I appreciate that. Exclusive. I mean, the, the <laughs> one, the one that I, I don't think I've told anybody this, but, uh, my second year with the Nets, they don't count you. They count you as a rookie until the first, until opening night. So in preseason, um, we were supposed to fly somewhere. I think we were going down to Miami or something. And, you know, we had a we had a set list of things that we had to have on every road trip. You know, guys' preference is soap. We had to have, you know, jumbo bicycle cards for every flight, brand new pack, uh, brand pl- new plastic pack. sealed. Um, we had to have Fresh. the boom box. We had to have. So there was, like, all these things, right? I was the only rookie of the year before, so I had everything. I was responsible for everything. Most of the time, I had it. <laughs> this second year we had like five guys so I'm like guys alright you know somebody has to have this that and the other well we show up and there's no boom box so KG loses it <laughs> and uh, he has us go out on the tarmac and run through the plays until the plane was ready to go <laughs> so we're out there scripting with no ball we have like a, you know like an air bud where we're yes. like passing the fake ball so it was like me Jorge Gutierrez uh <laughs> Who else was with this? But we're just out there running plays. On the coaches thought it was great. That's I bet they did. Wow. And on that note, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, note. yeah. Mace, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. On. Thanks for stopping by Nuggets Nation. Thanks for stopping by the Twenty Four Carat Podcast. This is what you can expect from us all season long. We will have player guests, coaches, guests, all sorts of stuff, and of course, me and Demps will be here for the ride. <laughs>